Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Evan... Uh, a couple things happened, and each time I thought we had to show ready something else trumped. So let's just go with the biggest story first. Kevin Warren looks to be the evil genius, but Kevin Warren also left uh, a little package for the incoming commissioner and the other conferences, ADs and presidents. Hey, guys, made you a ton of money. You're probably going to get about $100 million checks every year thanks to these TV contracts. I brought you in USC. I got UCLA from the Pac-12. Pretty much the the end of the demise of the Pac-12, bringing them in here. But you owe a little bit of money. And hey, go Bears. And he walks out the door. And they find out Yeah, the contracts he negotiated, it looks like because he promised the Big Ten championship game to NBC, he negotiated two different contracts, one with Fox, one with NBC. (laughs) With NBC, NBC was promised night game, primetime night games, and NBC gets the Big Ten championship game in 2026. Fox didn't know about this. Oh, and Fox had the rights. Fox is pissed. Fox, yeah, thought they had exclusive rights. When Fox signed that deal, Fox was like, okay, because we got the rights. We got all of this stuff. It's all good. Actually, no, it's not. You're not going to have it in the year 2026. Is We're going to farm that out to, to NBC. NBC is like, yeah. Now, NBC's, so Fox says they want $40 million back from the school. So they want the buyout, kind of like... Okay. So Fox is like, okay, not only do we want that money for not having that game, so the schools probably got to pay back, you know. Yeah, I saw it was on Friday that the report came out, and I think every Big Ten school made like $58 million last year just off that deal. Right. So now the the the, the money's coming back. Hey, hand me that helmet. The little one. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Get this in the shot. There we All go. Right. So they're going to want their money back. Plus, Fox is also upset because they didn't make any money during the pandemic because all the games got canceled. A lot of them did. So they're also asking for an additional $20 million back for the lack of inventory. I mean, that seems a little bushly, but I I understand if we're going to get petty Dude. over something like that, you go after everything. Right? Man, everybody's trying to make every dime that they can off the pandemic. Evan... That just uh, seems tasteless, in my opinion. Have like, you n- been in the world? No, I have. I but. mean, my goodness, I, I took a flight. Every flight is now overbooked because they're trying to make up for all the lack oh, of yes. money they did not make in that year. Everything just seems to be jacked up in prices, and it's all, well, supply chain pandemic, and people just shrug their shoulders and nobody questions it. Well, they want their money back. Fox does. Now, Fox... Fox has the big noon kickoff, which I think is the dumbest idea ever because I just think that, you know what, if you have a good football game, no one gives a damn if it's at noon. It's a it's a horrible idea. It should not happen, but they have a built-in fan base in Michigan fans. Let's just mm-hmm. call it what it is. And Michigan fans believe that noon is the best time ever because that's what Bull would want. We'll get mm-hmm. to him a little bit later. But 
Fox, you saw it last year. Gus and Joel followed Michigan. And no matter who Michigan played, they were the game. They had the crew there. They did everything. So now all your best games are going to be moved to noon, which to me, it cheapens the product. Noon to me is the appetizers. To you, it's the hors d'oeuvre. It's, it's, what, it's what you do while you're doing yard work. It's or you're cleaning the house. It's on in the background because noon to me is uh it's nothing more than the a, previews for the three thirty and seven o'clock games. Noon to, right, noon to me is a Minnesota versus Rutgers game where you're kind of watching when you hear the announcers get excited, you stop and you turn, and then you go back to doing whatever you were doing. But you're not sitting there like, yes, Minnesota Rutgers. Well, I was gonna say, like, unless it's your team, I feel most people will watch college game day or whatever Fox's big noon kickoff special, whatever it is. And then come noon, they go take care of what they need to do before the big game happens at 3.30 right. or at night. Right. And I agree. I think it's just silly. Like, if Michigan and Penn State, who could be both top 10 teams, they shouldn't be, be playing at noon. I mean, SB, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll enjoy dude, it as a viewer. Right, but you but know what? You don't, you don't even get the full view. You like movies. Yeah. Like I like movies. Michigan-Penn State is like going to see – Blockbuster movie, Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame. Okay? You go to the theater and you see it. But how pissed would you be if you're like, you know what? If you would have waited another hour, you could have saw it in 3D. Right. Yeah, you went. Same movie, but it's a total different feel. So, Whiteout at night at Penn State is something that every every college football fan should experience once in their life. Mm -hmm. Evan, I've seen it. It's extraordinary. It's intimidating. Whiteout at noon? Yeah, not the same. I know. But if I can give Fox credit for one thing, and it's only one thing, it's that their games are at least in 4K. They're at in 4K. least. Right, they're in 4K. But, but that's imagine, all they have to offer. Imagine 4K at, at night yeah, it'd be awesome. with the whiteout, with the crowd. Because unlike every other stadium, Penn State fans understand the assignment. Everybody wears white. Not your lucky blue sweater that you always wear. No, no, no. It's a whiteout. There's about 109,000 fans all decked in white and maybe the visiting section. Isn't that? That's it. But that's something that's a major flaw in college football is that the fact that, like, the teams can't come up with their schedule. Well, the teams are upset about that, which you lead me into the next thing. Because NBC was promised nighttime, primetime games. Right. Fox sucked them all up. Fox took them all. NBC is like, what the hell, man? So we don't have any games in November. Now, the Big Ten's had this unwritten rule, we don't play night games in November. Which I don't understand. Why? Because basically the weather. At, at that point... It's an outdoor sport. It's football. Right, but now... Starting it at least with half the game in the sunshine. Now, if you kick it off and it's 20 degrees at night, it's only going to get colder. And, and fans, you don't want fans sitting there in the cold. I understand. It's been the unwritten rule until NBC came in and said, look, if you're going to give these a-holes all the best games, you got to give us something in November. We need to fill out the rest of this thing. So we don't want to hear about this unwritten rule. It's not that cold in November. <laughs> well... <sighs> Of the major teams in the Big Ten, pretty much nobody wanted to do it, but three of them compromised. Right. Michigan said, screw that, we're not doing it. They said okay? they never will. They're, they're not playing a night game in November. Take that off the board. 
take us out. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State all said, we're going to compromise this year. Going to work on this, but this year we'll give you something. So it came out a few weeks ago. Michigan State's going to take on Ohio State. My apologies to anybody who watches that game because if it's anything like the last two years, why? That's why. Fill four hours of TV. It, it, it really won't. <laughs> it really won't. And the good news is um, you can probably go home early. Oh, that's true. So you're not going to be sitting in the stands freezing to death. You can probably go home by halftime. Because if anything, I think Ohio State outscored them 140. To, a lot to a little. I think like 140 to 24. It's not been pretty. It's, it is not. Well, been, yeah, because they only scored three that year that they went there and got railed. No, they scored. No. Or I was it 10? It's Ken, because Keon Coleman That's right. scored a touchdown. <laughs> Mr. I'm taking my talents to Florida State. Eight or nine months. In eight or nine months while he's... <laughs> In a hotel room, red roof in, shirtless, and Michigan State shorts. You know what? And if you're 24 or 7 sports, the one that, like, did it in conjunction with them, aren't you like, hey, hey you just throw a shirt on. Yeah, go, seriously, go down to Stephen Berry's and or whatever what? and go buy a Seminole shirt. And get your buddies out of the room. Yeah, like, what are we doing here? But this hey. is the day and age we're in, but. So that game's going to be on. Then we found out yesterday. It hasn't been made official yet, but it's all over the place that it's going to be a Black Friday game. Penn State, Michigan State. This is going to be at Spartan Stadium. I'm assuming it's going to be a part of that nighttime package. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a night kickoff at Spartan Stadium. And my thing is this. I got a feeling, now that you've entered this contract with NBC, Michigan State kicks off the year Labor Day on Friday. It's kind of become their tradition. I like that. It's warm I like out. it a lot. It gives people that chance to, if it's a blowout, you can leave at halftime, go head up north, you're halfway there type of thing. I think this is going to be another tradition where Black Friday is going to be Michigan State, Penn State. And they're going to, they're going to put it under the auspice of, well, this way you don't have to share the day with Michigan and Ohio State. And it now, in the event that, you know, it's a two- or three-way tie, that game won't decide the champion, and then your game's deemed mm -hmm. irrelevant. Trust me, you're never going to get Michigan-Ohio State. I think NBC is like, okay, that's the next, next best thing. We're going to take Michigan State, Penn State. Something to watch out for. I got a feeling this thing's going to be permanent. Actually, this it's kind of cool be, in my opinion. It's going to be the new thing. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's – it's upset people because... Because people get upset, Rico. You know what? Here's the thing. You want to know why it upsets people? Right now, anything Michigan State upsets people. And it boils down to this. Elijah Collins went to the left instead of going right. They didn't kick a field goal against Indiana. They didn't go to a bowl game, 5-7. and seven. So, when you're 5-7 and seven and you don't go to a bowl game, everything is bad, Evan. Everything is bad. Everything gets magnified. So... When Peyton Thorne leaves, oh, my God, even though every Spartan fan wanted Peyton Thorne to leave. Keon Coleman is leaving. The program's over. Oh, and, and Charles Brantley's leaving, too. Well, Brantley came back. Oh, well, you know, stuff, anger, loud noises. And it's like, okay, guys, we're not landing this guy. We're not landing this guy. People are decommitting. It's like, here's how I see it. And I wasn't meaning to get off of this, but I'll talk, touch upon this for a second. Whether it's Michigan State or any other school, if you're still under the belief that recruiting is how it used to be, you're an idiot. I can't help you. But I you really know, can't. 
even when it was how it was, you still couldn't count on the kids staying and all that stuff. You don't know if the kid, even if you land this kid, the kid could walk away next year and transfer Especially out. Especially the ones that do it two years out. Right. Like that kid that went to Michigan, um, the five-star quarterback that's two years out. And I said to one of my buddies, I said, it's cool to be excited over a five-star. I totally right. understand it. I said, just don't put all your eggs in that basket because what happens in his junior year to his senior year to a school calling with a million dollar deal or this, that, or JJ stays for a senior right. year and a, and a true freshman. It's a five-star. You can say what you want, but they want to play right off the rip. Right. Here's the thing. Ask Oregon what it feels like when you have that quarterback who's committed to you for well over a year. And you Kate got McNamara. your guy and, and all of a sudden Dante oh. Moore decides at the last second, I'm a, Hey, Oregon, it was a fun year, but I'm going to use it. Well, that's just every, every, and so, more now than ever, you know, Jerry Seinfeld had the old bit, you root for jerseys. Right. That's what you root for now. You don't root for players anymore. <sighs> I mean, it goes back, um, your radio partner, Mike Valeni, I had a debate with him why I wasn't all in on Kenneth Walker. I've told you this. I said he spent one year. They did. They beat Michigan. But other than that, for me, it wasn't enough for me to grab onto like a Le'Veon Bell was or a, a Lankford when he was there. You know, and that that's tough for me. Because is he a Spartan? Is he a, is he a Wake Forest kid? You know what I mean. He spent more time at Wake Forest. He spent more time than, at Wake Forest, but I think he was more notable at Michigan State. It's kind of like I look at it as Russell Wilson. People see Russell Wilson and they think, oh, he played at Wisconsin. Don't even think NC State. You don't think NC State because he accomplished more things at Wisconsin. Same with Kenneth Walker from that first run against Northwestern. I'm like. This kid is special. He embraced being a Spartan. He went out there and probably had the biggest day of any Spartan player against Michigan that you, since Plaxico. Sure. Where you're just like, yes, and down your throat. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll see him as now. Is he going but, down in the likes of, you know, that four-year guy? Probably not. No, and, and it's just it's hard to have a legacy because, you, yes, he had an unbelievable game against Michigan, but I think as Michigan State fans, we've moved past that that's the only game that matters. Yeah. So whether you're injured or not and you lay an egg against Ohio State and then you don't play in that final bowl game, it just takes a little away from me. But that just goes back to my point. If you're loyal to your school, who you root for, everything's going to be fine because you root for that school. I mean, I look at it. Here's the thing. And I don't know if this probably may rub a lot of Spartan fans the wrong way, but, I mean, I see him more of a Spartan than Keon Coleman because I look at the, And that I don't disagree with. I, I look at, okay, he did a lot. Like, okay, I'll Keon's big plays and big games. Well, and it'll be interesting to see, like, a Cade McNamara. Where will his legacy be? Right. He won a Big Ten, something that you hadn't done in 17 years. Right. And now he's going to go be a Hawkeye. Dude, he's already been erased from Michigan's. It, but it's just interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because you do root for the school, but at the same time, your lineage is always going to be with players. But that's going to change now. It really is. You might have a kid come in, right? And the last three games of the year rips it off, and you're like, we got a future with this kid. Well, guess what? The 130 other schools saw that, too. You almost don't want to see young players do too well too early. That's what I'm saying, especially late cheating. in the year. And and I look at this, Evan, and and I tell people, because uh, Zayden Sims from Oklahoma committed D lineman, five star D lineman. Michigan State was one of his finalists. He goes to Oregon, and I was talking to Mike, my radio partner. He's like, well, I'm like Mike, 
you don't you don't actually want him to commit to you because the first commitment is never the, the commitment they're going to stay. You actually want to be in, you know, waiting. It's like horse racing. I had to break it down to horse racing for him. You don't want to be the horse that leads the pack because you're going to tire out. And if somebody else comes from along the rail and wins the race, you're still in it because the kid, as far as I know, even though he just committed to Oregon Saturday, is visiting Michigan State on an official visit next weekend. It's crazy. It's never over. So recruit. I say all this to say, for those who get so bent out of shape on recruiting, recruiting is not what you think it is anymore. It is so fluid, and you just see grown men just out here ready to fist fight each other because this kid doesn't love the school. Newsflash. No, he doesn't. This kid is looking for the best opportunity for him, just like you're looking for the best opportunity for you and your family. So, I, I, because people are like, do you still follow recruiting? Like, not the way I used to because it's different now. It's kind it's, of pointless. I mean, look at Dylan Rayola is a great example, right? Yeah. The top quarterback in the nation goes to Ohio State. You're like, okay, top quarterback goes to Ohio State, one of the top offenses in the country. No, he decommits and then goes to Georgia. Huh. And you know what? And this is going to happen. And it goes back to recruiting kids two years out. Huh. So they get a five-star quarterback, but business doesn't stop. You're still going to go try to get more quarterbacks. And somehow I got a feeling in the end he's going to end up at Nebraska. <laughs> just following, like, you know, his, like dad. his dad. And it's just like, yeah. So you can't get, like you said, the jersey. You can't get attached to players. You can't get attached to recruits. You can't sit here, oh, my God, Mel Tucker only has three guys signed. Actually, nobody's signed right now. And, yeah, you got to wait to see who's there at signing day because. And even past that, dude, you you almost have to wait until that ball is kicked. Look, I mean, the kid from Penn State last year, remember him, who is on Michigan State this year? Yeah. He, he decommitted during the year and committed to Michigan State during the year. No, no. He literally decommitted. Uh, tally. Yeah. Penn tally. He decommitted after. During their training camp in August. Yeah. He left. He was this four-star kid, highly recruited, and he left during the camp, came to state. That's right. It's going to happen. You're going to get some. You're going to lose some. This is the best schools in the Mike, nation. Mike Gundy put it the best way. You got to have contracts. And the contracts are two-way. One year, two year, three year, four year, exclusive with the university. Evan, you want to bet on yourself. You could say, you know what? I only want a one-year deal. Now, here's the thing. You blow up, you can leave. Here's the thing. You suck. Evan, I can just kick you off the team. I don't have to renew your scholarship because you only signed that one-year deal. Or if you're like, you know what? Give me a four-year deal. No matter how bad you are, I can't get rid of you. Or how good you become, you can't leave. There's a lot of money on the line now, and I think that's the kind of the best way that coaches and players can kind of safeguard themselves you can't get over-recruited, but yeah, you could say, you know what, maybe I just want to, coach, give me a two-year deal. Okay, fine. But at the end of that two-year, it's a rene renegotiation type of thing. Well, and and you know what, we're always talking about how, you know, college is supposed to prepare these young men for the rest of their lives and put them in real-world situations. So put them in a real-world situation. What I mean by that is like you and I, many people across the country, when they sign a job, and you sign your contract for that job, you're signing a, no, a non-compete. Right. That's the same thing they should do there. Right. You sign with us, I'm sorry, but you can't go to this school. See, I'm okay. But my, see, I'm saying within saying. that year. I'm saying you yeah, can't within break that, Yeah, yeah. Within, There's a non-compete. And that's what I'm saying. For this year, you're with us. We're with you. We're going to ride or die together. Now, if you want to leave after a year, that's fine. But my thing is. Correct. 
if you want to go a three-year deal, fine. We can go a three-year deal with you. And at the end of three years, we'll renegotiate. And maybe we don't want you back. Or maybe you blow up and you want to go to LSU or Alabama. Okay. Well, and it's going to teach them for the NFL because you're going to sign a contract that's three or four years. Right. You're going to have a no-trade clause in there. You're going to have a player option. You're going to have a team option. It should be that same exact way. Now, when if you want to go through the weeds and, well, what do you do about the backup punter? They have the same deal. Yeah. Same deal. Backup punter, you're probably going to say, I'll take the four-year deal because you know probably not going to go anywhere. Sure. And that, I want to be here. So it, it, it's the t- chance that you take. Um, Real quick, do you, want some, do you want the serious or the funny thing? Go serious. We'll end with funny. All right. Serious, uh, Michigan, how about you just do your homework, do your background? Shimmy Schimbeckler should have never been – Hired. He was hired simply because of his last name. You can sit here and you could tweet at me and you can send me all types of stuff saying he was qualified. No, he was hired for his last name. If anybody would have done any bit of background check, you could have got the interns to the interns. Hey, check this social media account. Make sure this guy's not saying or doing anything stupid. Make sure he's not saying any racist statements. Make sure he's not flying some Nazi flag. Make sure he's not doing something that's going to bring light onto this university. It's simple to do. You got blinded by his last name. It's Bo's kid. And my God, you know, Harbaugh wanted him. He was doing a buddy a favor. Sure. You know what? You know, hey, I idolize your dad. You're out of work. Think about it. He got fired from the Raiders. He was a scout. He got fired in February. That's the busiest time for scouts. Mm-hmm. NFL combines coming up. Player interviews are coming up. And the Raiders said, F that, you can go. So they probably knew what was going down with him. But doesn't this just speak on the arrogance that just spews out of there? And what I mean is you're on the heels of firing your offensive coordinator for God knows what, right? right. Only little has gotten out there. And people can say, well, it's a legal issue. But I was told it was not a legal issue. It was a school issue. And that's why they booted him. But they didn't with Mozzie because they waited for that. to. Right. Okay, so it's on the heels of that, right? It's also on the heels of your team going on probation. It's also on the heels of a $480 million lawsuit that you paid off all of these victims where this guy bagged on the victims, mm-hmm. bagged on them. Believe- bagged on his brother because his brother wasn't a real brother. He wasn't Bo's real son. I am. It's- oh, and don't forget the OC who got arrested for federal crimes because uh, some computer stuff. Okay, and so, like, Let's move on from the football program. You go look at your at your basketball team, what's happened with that, with Jawan, and then you got his son wearing free Jawan, and you got Hunter Dickinson, for lack of a better term, on the crowd, every three-pointer he makes, right. right? Because this is the leaders and the best. This is on the heels of your hockey coach getting fired for bullying? Yeah. Okay, this is on the heels of your, yeah. your own school president being released because of uh, what unwanted flirting or whatever that might have been with Schlissel, right? Yeah, don't forget about the volleyball coach that was hired and fired a few days, uh, like a couple weeks later, with no explanation. Your president is literally might as well be Dan Leach and just paint his face half maize and half blue and go out there with pom poms because he is just the ultimate fanboy. And so. then on top of it, to make matters worse, is the fact that he had been hired for weeks before they announced that he and in these weeks you didn't have somebody in your HR department to do your due diligence 
to look over these kind of things before you make that a, official announcement. And, and let's just put it like this. This wasn't something he did 10, 15 years ago oh. where somebody did such a deep dive. Man, Which th- this, I believe this, it was Michigan fans that found it. This was the end of January, February, and March that these things of 2023 and not it, 2013. And so spare me the whole, it's been a witch hunt. Wasn't a witch hunt. People found it. Nobody's on the internet found it. You're the leaders and best be the leaders and best. That's yeah. simply what I got to say. Well, and, and, and so that all came across last Friday. And so Mike had brought it to my attention and I'm like, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and sift through all of his likes. I go, if this is true. Yeah, he did the same thing. So I went back. He won't like, have a job come Monday. And I'm like, I got to March. And all of a sudden, I'm like, there's no more likes. So I thought something was wrong with my phone. It wouldn't refresh. Yeah, he went, so I went on the internet. Too late. And then he started scrubbing and scrubbing. And it was like, okay. And I told, just, I was like, Mike, if this is true, then he's probably going to get fired. And I don't know because it's screenshots. But I don't think that somebody would... Shimmy Schimbecker ain't that great enough for person to to basically Photoshop screenshots. No, and and the thing is too, why even let him resign? Why give him that honor to step away? What's his last name? Schimbecker. Okay, and I you know what? We just answered that question. It, it's just it's kind of disgusting. And I would be the same if I was a Michigan fan or this happened in Michigan State or Central Michigan right. or Eastern. It you doesn't matter. Right. You don't get to walk out with dignity. No. Walk of shame. You can go. You're done. Yeah. I'm sorry. Through the diag or whatever that is, you're and, gone. And his whole PR apology, right. save it. Right. Save it. Right. That's not me. No, it's not because you took the time to go and like these things. Right. It, this wasn't the the accidental like. I'm surprised, you know, it wasn't a glitch. You know, then again, he probably liked Donovan Edwards tweet so i don't know but hate it depending on if you look at his tweets the whole glitch thing you know, it's just we've all accidentally liked something and then you quickly unlike it like whoa i was scrolling yeah finger fat hit the fingered butt. it no, whatever no i've i've done it on my Instagram where i was yeah. like oh maybe i shouldn't have liked that girl's post my right. wife might not like this one so yeah. you go on to it <laughs> right and it's just i think it's arrogance rico i really do and and you can call me a hater and you can say you're biased blah 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 it has nothing to do with the football team it all has to do with hiring somebody based on their last name. Right. What is that called? It's called nepotism, it right? Is. And you can say what you want, but that, that I can't get over the Matt Weiss thing because I keep saying it. I said, you guys fired him. No problem whatsoever. But Mozzie Smith, you let him play. Why? Because one was a law and one was a university. But you didn't let your due diligence because they say they're still investigating that right now. So you, then you didn't let it play out. So it's okay for one person that's going to help you on the football field, but because he's your co-offensive coordinator and we can do better. Yeah, you were going to fire him anyway, so let's just go ahead and get it's, rid of him. Anyway, so we'll All move right. on. All right, here's your fun thing. Give me something. Uh, Gavit Games coming to college hoops. Yes. Michigan is going to St. John's. They're going to be playing in the garden. Jeff Rieger's. Why? It's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Why, why does Michigan always got to play the tough guy, Rick Patino? And you know he's all. Oh, honest. so he's scared of a guy in his first year with a whole new roster, and because Michigan, in his opinion, sucks. Well, so does he. Did you happen to see who State's opponent is? Yeah, they got a familiar face coming in. Yep, Pierre Brooks Jr. is coming back to the Breslin Center in the starting lineup, but he won't be wearing green and white. 
He's a Butler Bulldog. Michigan State's hosting Butler for the Gavit Games. You know, it's going to be like when Rocket came back last year. He is going to be so amped to just go out there and show Tom, F you, Tom. You should have had me in that lineup. I never should have been at the end of the bench. He didn't even play in the tournament game. And he shouldn't have. You know, he's going to be ready. I saw that this morning was like, oh, Butler. Then I'm like, Butler. All right. So here's my question. Okay, for this week, because it was going to be based off of this. I'm glad you brought it up. Oh, and by the way, congratulations on your Eminem recommendation comic book. Evan, Evan's the real MVP, folks. Hey, sometimes when I make you buy something, it's not worth it. Right. Evan got it for like literally pennies. I bought it for $35 off of his website because I'm an Eminem stan. Right. And so I'm on, and he had a variant Spider-Man cover. I think the issue itself is kind of irrelevant. Right. Um, I don't even think he's in the issue. No, he's not. He's just on the cover. Right. It's, it's really cool. So my question is, will Pierre Brooks over under 17 shots? Dude, you, when he was on state, he was shooting at every chance he got. Um, I'm going to say under because if he's not hitting the shots, I think that's when the coach is going to be like, son, I know you're jacked up and you want to do this. <laughs> But it's it's not shots not falling. Now, if he's hitting his shots, then yes, 17 shots is a lot of shots because you got teammates. I understand that, but now I've if, seen now if he play. Can, now, if he comes out there and hits his first three, four, three pointers, he's got the green light. But if he comes out there and misses his first couple shots, if he takes 17, he takes 17 shots, I gotta think MSU gonna win that game. I, I I do have one more question, only because you brought up comic books, and I meant to ask you this. So let's let's spend way too much at Comic Con, uh, and people were asking about you. How do you feel about? I don't want to ruin it, but it's already out there. So on May thirty first, Spider Man number twenty six comes out, and they kill off a character. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that when it's released before the comic actually comes out? I don't want to mention the character, but she just had a show on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm thinking. Yeah. Does that suck for you as a fan of? It does. I mean, because I don't even want to know what goes on in movies, but all they're trying to do is just drive up the price now. Whereas, well, now they have the multiverse. You can do any story, right? You I want. mean, the, nobody. It's like soap opera. Nobody's ever dead. It's all a dream sequence right. or multiverse. So you bring them back. But yeah, when you, when you kill off the character, this is for the actual comic book. Yeah, it's yeah. a new Spider-Man series. So this, like I said. It's, it's Spider-Man number 26. We know that Spider-Man's way past issue number 26. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's just to drive up the price. So, yeah, that's it. All right. That's yeah. what I got. I'll, I'll guess as soon as we finish. Okay. I, I kind of got a feeling. So, does she have a famous cousin? Yes. Okay. Well, is it her cousin? It's her cousin. Okay. Did the cousin train her in some island? We might be on different wavelengths. Oh, Okay. Oh, I thought it was She-Hulk. No, yeah. it's not. No, no, no. Oh, okay. So I was like, did the cousin train her in an Great island? show, by the way. Did you finish it? I did. Great cameo, huh? It was. Except for the end part. Yeah, whatever. Like, really? AI? But, All right. Anyway, for Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep liking. Keep subscribing to the Five Star Zone. We'll be back next week.